And that is Awake My Heart with Gladness. And on this Rumination Tuesday on April the 16th in the year of our Lord 2019, we're going to be talking about that with our good friend, the Reverend Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hey, Tom. A blessed Holy Week to you. Yes. Looking forward to the events of Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday and Easter. You have an Easter vigil? No, I've never Saturday. tried. You know, I I heard him talk about that earlier on KFU, and I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've done. You it. know, I'm just doing good just to get the just to get the service the, few, the service is done and the sermons written. You know, I I just you know all that. Uh, all that stuff that needs to be done. It's just how <laughs> well, these guys find time. I guess he has multiple staff. Actually, I don't think there's a sermon in the Easter vigil. Yeah, but, but you got 12 readings. Yeah, yes. I know. You still have to orchestrate everything. I've always wanted to try it, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's just never, it's never worked out. Yeah, they call it the Easter vigil, but they'll start on Saturday at 730, and they won't go around all the way till oh, dawn. Have you ever done it? Yes. Have you really? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, Would uh, you do it again? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, if the congregation is aware of it. And uh-huh. you have to have it done a few times before the crowd starts coming because nobody's used to doing a Saturday. Uh-huh. But you have a Saturday service. We do, yes. But we're not, we're not having it during Holy Week. <laughs> I'm You're just, not I'm having it. I told the people, I said, hey, look, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, we urge the Saturday worship people to come to join us for Easter Sunday. You know, that's what we Yeah, do. it's difficult on Saturday to have the Easter sermon. Yeah, right. That's Sunday. right. Yeah. But the vigil allows it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can just, it's just a set of readings. They're long. Now, we do do it. We do a tenebrae. We've we've always done a tenebrae. I like tenebrae. It's, Explain what a tenebrae well, is. Well, tenebrae is the, is the gradual extinguishing of the lights in the sanctuary. Uh, and, of course, the... One day. It's on uh, Good Friday. Yes. And it's an evening. If, um, right. Here at KFUO, they're going to have one in the afternoon. It's called the... What, Trior? Yes, uh-huh, Trior. Yeah, we've done Trior before. Yeah, three hours. Um, at St. Paul de Pere, my home congregation, I believe it was last year, they did six hours from oh. nine in the morning till three. Oh, man. The whole time he was on the cross. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Awake My Heart with Gladness by one of our favorite composers. Paul Gerhardt. Yes. Absolutely. And originally it was in nine stanzas and appeared in 1648. Now, one of the things I was unaware of, it is a tune made famous without alteration by J.S. Bach. Really? Well, it, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a memorable tune, and uh, I've really grown to love this hymn. I don't know, when I was a kid, I don't know if I appreciated it, but I've really grown to love this uh, this him throughout adulthood. You're going to be singing it. It's seven verses. I still, I'm believe it or not, I'm still putting together Easter Sunday. Okay, so we'll sing it sometime. I'm sure, if if not Easter uh, it, during Easter tide. Right. I'm going to open it up Easter Sunday because it says, "Awake, my uh-huh. heart with gladness." You mean you'll sing it first? Oh yes. Oh, that'll be good. Yes. Yeah. Plus, at uh, the congregations, I'm going to two of them Sunday. They don't have Bible studies. Aha. Uh-huh. A lot of people... They have Easter breakfast. Sometimes these two won't, but 
there are a lot of people coming and they want to get home to yeah, yeah. make the meal. Well, we're having an Easter breakfast instead of Bible study. We we always have Bible study. Oh, yeah. Uh, Easter I'm, Sunday, we have Easter breakfast. Yeah, I might also by going to Burger King or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First answer. All right. Awake my heart with gladness. See what today has done. Now after gloom and sadness comes forth the glorious sun. My Savior there was laid where our bed must be made. When to the realms of light our spirit wings its flight. What I couldn't understand is, and when you read it, you can't tell it, when it says, comes forth the glorious sun. S-U-N. Yeah, you would think it would be S-O-N. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, uh, it's, this, this S-U-N, I think, would be a metaphor for Jesus. The well, son of righteousness arises. Well, what's the last line in uh, stanza one? My, let's see. When, when to the realms of light. Yes. Our spirit wings its flight. Yes. And what is the realm of light? Oh, I would think heaven has Jesus. our heavenly kingdom. Uh, heaven, yeah, Jesus is our light, right? Yes, that's why the sun is spelled S-U-N. Through the realms of light, our spirit wings its flight. Comes forth the glorious sun, S-U-N. Yeah. My spirit there was, oh, my Savior there was laid. I like, I like that line. My Savior there was laid where our bed must be made. How's our bed made with where the Savior is laid? Well, just as... Uh, just as he, oh, through baptism you're, yes. th- you're talking about? Yeah. Uh-huh. We're yeah. baptized into his yeah. death. We're buried with him. Yes, right, right. You see. Uh, you don't take, I, see, I've always taken that to mean, you know, we too must die. If our, our Savior died, we too must die. We too must go that way. But that death is not the end. But our first death, of course, is in baptism. The right, death of right, the right, right, right. That's right. Yes, yes, absolutely. Agree with that. Yeah, I don't want to get off too much here, but I did a sermon during Lent talking about how obviously there are things in the Bible with which God does not agree. Obviously there are things in the Bible with which God does not agree. Okay, yeah, all right. Shock number one. Now, <laughs> give me the next one. <laughs> no, I Okay, can... Tom. <laughs> I can give you two examples. All right, go ahead. In the Garden of Eden, the devil says, if you eat of it, you'll be like God. Yeah. And in the wilderness, he says to Jesus, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms. Does well, God the first, the ag- first, agree the... with either of those two things? Well, you know, you, you will be like God in, in so far as you'll know the difference between good and evil. If, if that's... You that's know, not what the devil meant. No. He thought he was tempting these people. That's hey, right. You exactly. Will be, you will be equal to God. And that's it was a, was a half-truth. So the whole sermon was, there's you got to make a distinction in the Bible. What is said in the Bible is always true that it was said. Right. But whether or not God agrees with it, right. you got to take a look at the context. That's right. I agree. Yeah. So shock number one is over. Good. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go on with verse. It's the way you ask the question. Tom. That's the point. That's the, that's... I'm trained to ask your old yeah. Adam, which means yeah. it always sounds shocking. Oh, you should wait till I hear this question yeah, well, for well, Easter. Yeah, well, yeah. I know you got something cooking. All righty. The... 
foe in triumph shouted when Christ lay in the tomb. But lo, he now is routed, his boast is turned to gloom. For Christ again is free in glorious victory. He who is strong to save has triumphed o'er the grave. Now, I like that. I like that verse. Yes. What I like about it is, you know, you can just kind of picture the, the, the cronies yeah. and the devil and all them just just rejoicing, you know, thinking, oh, we got this, we got this made, you know, and and uh, we, you know, he's on the cross, he's he's dead, you know, and uh, they're they're rejoicing. The foe in triumph shouted when Christ lay in the tomb. Yes. But boy, was he routed. Right. And also, who else at the crucifixion? was making fun of Jesus and thinking they had won the victory. Let's see, who else? Well, the Pharisees. Well, well the Sadducees. Yeah. The Sadducees, too, you know, the, the priestly class. Yes. They were really, I don't know, I remember Martin Charlemagne saying that the the real enemies were really the Sadducees. You know, they're, they're well, the, they were the Bible doubters, for one thing, and they were really the priestly class the, you know, the Caiaphas Pharisees and were not, They were laity. Fair, you know, he had two Pharisees that were his followers, like Joseph of Arimathea and uh, Nicodemus. Right, right. Not all the not all the Pharisees. I mean, uh, in fact, what does Jesus say about the Pharisees? He says, uh, um, "Your father is the devil." Yeah, says that. <laughs> okay, that okay. was really good. <laughs> But no, he says... In last week's text, it said that many did believe in Jesus, but they were afraid to make it open that they believed right, because right. they were afraid of the Pharisees uh, who would remove them from the okay. synagogue. All right, all right. Like, uh, who do you the, think was worse, the Pharisees or the Sadducees? The I Sadducees didn't even believe in the resurrection. Well, I don't make a distinction between unbelievers. They're, both, who's they're worse. both bad, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's right. like That's saying, fair. who do you think, what Christian is better than another? Uh-huh. Now, we know pastors are, but we don't want to make that known to everybody. Right. <laughs> I'm just going along with you this morning. Yeah, you better. <laughs> All right, three. This is a sight that gladdens what peace it doth impart. Now nothing ever saddens the joy within my heart. No gloom shall ever shake, no foe shall ever take the hope which God's own Son in love for me has won. Boy, that's that. That's a, They're all great lines, aren't they? Yes. You know, uh, Gerhardt. You know, if I remember right, Gerhardt lost a lot of his family. Yes. You know, in in times of plague. Right. Uh, and yet uh, he still. The Lord still enabled him to rise above that and write some and write some really promising hymns. If anyone would have understood, you know, the the sorrow and the pain of death and losing a loved one, it would have been him. But uh, but look at that line. Now nothing ever saddens the joy within my heart. Now that's important to understand. It's not that we are never saddened, right? But we're not saddened as those that have no hope. That's right. Yeah, we grieve, but not as those who have no hope, for right. example, at a funeral. That's this right. This kind of thing. Right. And I've been saying this more and more. It's not that God promises to get rid of our sadness, our sickness, the death of loved ones, but he promises to give us the strength to cope with right. it. Right, right. Yes, and that's, that's right. really only in Christ. All four. Now, hell, it's prince, the devil, of all their powers are shorn. Now I am safe from evil, and sin I laugh 
to scorn. Grim death with all its might cannot my soul affright. It is a powerless form, however it rave and storm. So if I was doing this with my kids, getting ready for Sunday, I would want to hear an understanding of the word shorn, of all their power are shorn. How would you illustrate that? Well, first Uh, of all, you got to figure out what it means. Yeah. Grim death, which I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think of a, a bumblebee that's lost its stinger. You know, kids understand that real well. That's good. You know, That's a good you know, analogy. They, you know, they know how bee can sting. They know how that hurts. Right. But uh, they know how helpless. If you if you could maybe capture a bee and pull that stinger off, so that all they can do is buzz, uh, they they would understand that. Yes. So to be shorn means you lose your power. Right. It's cut off from you. This kind of thing, and. Uh, the devil has lost his power because he can't accuse that you're a sinner in Christ. Those sins are forgiven. Right. It's a false accusation. And that's why it says that we receive that peace. Because the peace isn't a peace to live here on earth. That was verse 3. What peace it doth impart. But rather, we have the peace between us and God the Father now. Yes. There is no sin. Four. Now hell, its prince, the devil, of all their power are shorn. I think we did that verse. Okay. Four, uh, you want number five then? I'm sorry, yes. All right. The wor- now, th- now, these verses we're not as familiar with because I, I don't think, I think we often, you know, just sing the first four and that's it. Uh, but they're good verses too. The world against me rages, its fury I disdain. Though bitter war it rages, its work is all in vain. My heart from care is free, no trouble troubles me. Misfortune now is play, and night is bright as day. What's meant by misfortune is now is play? It's it's not you know it's not it's not lasting, it's not I mean it's it's it, not it, deep. It, Right, it's not deep. It, uh, yeah, you know, misfortune. I mean, we can, we can, we can. There's going to come a time when we can laugh at those. That's good. Those, uh, those things. That, That's good. You know, we can look on, look back on things that, and and laugh about them. You know, because the our, line before says, "My heart from care is free." Right, and the care would be me concerned about how God is looking at me uh, because of my sinful condition. Christianity is the only religion that talks about God taking over our salvation and doing for us what we're unable to do for ourselves. Right. And that's really critical. There. Because it's divine. It's, it's, it's God-given religion. Yes. Um, the world against me rages its fury I disdain. Now, that's hard to do when you're reading the daily newspaper. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the, the world against me rages. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we, it's hard to do because, because even our families say, you mean you can't take this seriously, what's going on in the midst, of, in the midst right. of all this trauma? I mean, don't you, you know, don't you realize what's going on around us, you see? So you, it's, it's hard to just kind of dismiss that. It's kind of interesting Another sermon I did just recently from Isaiah that, um, and this is after Isaiah sees the vision, 
the coal is put on his lips. Yes. And, you know, send me, send me. Send me, send me, right. And then he says, well, go and do not allow them to see me with their eyes or Uh, to understand with my ears that they may be saved. Yes. Yeah, that is a difficult passage. I spent more time in that sermon than I have done for about two years. Yeah. I never preached on that. Right. You would be kind of afraid to preach on that, wouldn't you? No, I didn't. It's a long gospel thing. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it is a difficult passage. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> not from a law gospel. Not from God's point of view, but from our point of view. No, no, it oh, really is. Well, I know, oh, great one, you never have any difficulty at all with Scripture. Okay. <laughs> the Trinity, is that a difficult passage? Yes. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. It's 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 logical. But not rational. Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, it's Because it's logical and it's God's reason, it's also rational from his point of view. From his point of view. But I think every Christian properly believes there's a Father, a Son, and a Holy Spirit. There's three persons, one God. Yeah, but let me tell you, one of the most difficult Bible Bible classes I ever gave was a Lifelight, in the Lifelight series from CPH. Yeah. And it was on the Trinity. Really? Let me tell you, that was, that was, a, that was a deep... Bible study. Yes, I can understand it. It's not just a trite doctrine, you know. No, 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 no. But the way I came around with, when you preach the law, you're closing their eyes and their ears to their understanding. Yes. That's how you do that. And then when they get to a point where they say, okay, I don't understand, I can't see. Then you give them the gospel. Then you give them the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And then then that's that, that... Tastes so good to them. Yes. And see, when God said to Isaiah to do that, he was telling that Isaiah was going to do it through his preaching. Preach the law and the God. That's what he meant. Yes. First, it's... so that their eyes do not see. Right. Yeah. Preach the law first. And and then when they realize how desperate oh. their situation is, then you give them the gospel and they just latch on. John 9, after Jesus heals a man born blind from birth. Uh, remember what the Pharisees say to him? Are you saying we are blind? Yeah, Jesus oh, yeah, yeah. Says, oh, I, I love that. I love that. Because you say you are not blind, you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I love that. I love that story. That's exactly what yeah. Isaiah was told to say. He really told them. He, oh. really, he, really, he really put them in their place. No, law and gospel really solves a lot of problems. Yeah, you're right. It, it, scripture's like a closed book. Okay. To... Oh, great one. Stanza six. Okay. Uh, now I will cling forever to Christ, my Savior, true. My Lord will leave me never, whate'er he passes through. He rends death's iron chain. He breaks through sin and pain. He shatters hell's grim thrall. I follow him through all. Now there's another line that is surprising to me. Yeah, I think I, I bet I know which one you're talking about. Well, let me read it. My Lord will leave me never. Yeah, yeah, right. Whatever He passes yes, through. Yes, yes. I thought it would say whatever me, I pass. What through. I pass through. Yeah, you're right. It, it may. It, it's what you what you expect, but it's not. I, I wondered about that line too. Okay. Oh, great one. Give us your insight on this one. Uh, Mark's banging his hymnal on the uh, uh-huh. table. That's yes, right I'm, I'm just so excited. Yes, he's excited. <laughs> what does that mean? My Lord will leave me never whatever he passes through. Whatever he passes through. Remember, where two or three are gathered. Together in my name. There I, there I am, am in the midst, in the of, midst them. of them. 
And what do you receive in baptism? You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That's God himself. Yes. In other words, you're never passing through death, sin, pain without him. He's the one who's taking you through those things. I see. Uh-huh. Whatever he passes through, he's always he's always carrying me along. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. in fact... That's a good, I, I forgot that. Remember yeah. that little good poem that um, Jesus and I are what? We see our footsteps yes. and all of a sudden there's only one set of footsteps. Only one set of where he, he carried me? me. No, it's because he, he carried, carried me. me. Yes, that's that's right. what I think this is saying. Uh-huh, yeah. There's nothing that he doesn't go through. He continues his work of the cross in being our substitute. Yeah, really when we say now I will cling forever and, and we do cling tenaciously, but really he's the one that's clinging to us. The Holy Spirit has hold of us and the Holy Spirit will keep us in the one true faith even unto life eternal. So really and it's it's God doing the clinging. There's a parable Jesus says where an animal clings to Jesus. An animal clings to oh you mean you mean the lamb uh, when, yes. when he goes out and the and, lost sheep? Yeah, yeah. No, Can he you imagine? Takes him up in his arms. No, he puts it on his shoulders. Puts him on his shoulders, right? And uh, there's a actually an artistic rendering of that here at the synod, the first yes. one I've ever seen, where it's not a lamb. It's a sheep. It's a sheep. It's an adult sheep. Yes. it's not a little lamb. Yeah, exactly. Right. Most pictures they have a lamb. Right. All right. I'll read seven. He brings me to the portal that leads to bliss untold, whereon this rhyme immortal is found in script of gold. Who there my cross has shared finds here a crown prepared. Who there with me has died shall here be glorified. And I think that death is really talking about the death of our old Adam because of the preaching of the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure the two you mentioned, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, uh, came to life after they had died with their Pharisaic notions. Right, right. So what else do you like about this stanza? Um, What's a portal? The portal, of course, is the gate of heaven. Yes, yes. How might this... this, uh, you know, I have to say, I don't know if I like this verse as well as others because it it kind of, uh, and, and I, I think this is where this verse can be misunderstood. It, 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 you know, in other words, I've got to go through the cross if I am going to uh, share his glory. I've got, you know, I've... Uh, he says, take up your cross and follow after me. But do I have to, do I have to be crucified? You know, now, now, I know, I know it's not really saying that. Oh, yeah, it but is. But help, okay, uh, but but help the people, help the people that are saying, okay, let me oh, ask that's, this. that's, we're almost out of that's time. That's too difficult. No. When do we share the cross of Christ? Well, in baptism. Yes. And when do we get assured that he died for us in the Lord's Supper. In the Lord's Supper, right. Sure. And therefore, I believe that we share the cross and find a crown prepared when we do the sacraments. It's not something that we're doing. It's something... Something he's doing. Yes. He's doing and has done. 
Remember, uh, Wes always talks about the, the difference. Every other religion is a do religion. Christianity is a done yes. religion. That's yes. what that's talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I, you're I correct. Just, it I wanted needs you to... to be explained. Yes. That's yes. My point. Well said. Right. So, services. Uh, yes, uh, Monday, Thursday at 7 p.m. at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Crestwood. Uh, Good Friday at 7 p.m. and Easter Sunday, our regular time, 9 a.m. Easter Sunday. And that's a Pastor Mark Smith. God willing, we'll be back next Tuesday. We're planning on it. Right? God bless. On Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.